Does your work energize you? Does it make your impact on the world? Welcome to Start Anew, the show that looks beyond success into freedom, fulfillment, and your passion-driven career. Join your host, Sumbul Sang, for inspiring stories and bite-sized training to help you start anew with clarity. And now, here is Sumbul. You're listening to Motivation Monday on the Start A New Show with Sumbul Sang. On Motivation Mondays, I interview an inspiring individual who has started anew in life, with a new dream, a new vision, doing what they love, and sharing their gifts with the world. I hope that their incredible stories of transformation, freedom, and fulfillment inspire you to start anew with clarity and confidence. Speaking of clarity... Download your free career clarity toolkit from any page on the website at letstartanew.com. In a moment, you and I will be joined by my guest, Farnoosh Brock. She has been featured in Forbes, BBC, and Lifehacker. She's a two-times author, speaker, and business coach. She helps business owners and executives achieve new heights of leadership and success. In her spare time, Farnoosh loves traveling extensively with her husband and business partner and stays devoted to her daily yoga practice. Today, in part one of our interview, we unfold her story of transformation from 9 to 5 to laptop lifestyle that she's enjoying today. In part two of our conversation, which goes on air on Wednesday, she puts her coaching hat on and coaches you on how to start anew confidently and fearlessly. Now, without any further ado, let's get Farnoosh on board. Farnoosh, hello and welcome to the Start Anew Show. Hi, Symbol. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. I'm so excited to talk about some of the amazing stuff you're doing in life and business. But before we do that, take us back in time to a point in time in your life when you're feeling stuck or unfulfilled. Sure. That would be a long time ago now, thankfully. Um, but it started probably five to six years into my corporate career and um, it continued to show up. So it wasn't one day I woke up and I said, oh, I'm not happy anymore. It was a progression of uh, boredom and frustration and feeling stuck and not knowing where to go next. And for me, I've always been driven and dedicated to my career. And I always knew where I thought I wanted to go, which is straight to the top. (laughs) (laughs) So I worked for a very big uh, IT corporation, a Fortune 100, which some people have asked me, that's even more selected than Fortune 500 corporation in the US. And so a great opportunity, great many um, advancement um, paths um, upward. And um, I just felt something was missing. Nonetheless, 
five years in, I still continued six years in, seven years in. By the time I was hitting the eight to nine year mark and had created a lot of success and advancement in my corporate career, I was the unhappiest. So I thought that's a little ironic. It's not supposed to feel this way. I'm making more money. I'm working less hours. I was traveling on company pay, working on exciting projects. I actually had a great boss. Uh, So that's saying people leave bosses, not companies that didn't apply to me. And so I started to look for distractions. And did you want me to go into how I set about solving my little dilemma? Please go ahead. Okay. (laughs) All right. So again, it was a process. I started to look for distractions initially. And you may relate to this where you're frustrated with one thing, one area of your life, but instead of addressing it head on, you, you avoid it, right? There was a lot of fear and uncertainty in going straight to the career dilemma. So I started to look for distractions on the outside. And that actually helped me land my blog and writing uh, creative path, uh, which was just a hobby. Uh, which was also the start of everything. So I am glad that I took a step back from my career and decided to look for other things to fulfill my life. And so as the blog then started to grow back in 2008, nine timeframe, while I was still in my job, I started to wonder what if there is a different way to create my career and my future. And, you know, just to give you a little bit of context, I am a, I was a very devoted employee. I never had entrepreneurial dreams. I wasn't, you know, the kid with the lemonade stand, or I'm going to write a book one day, none of that, you know, so, so it was very unusual for me to have those thoughts that there is something outside of the corporate America path for me. But I started to wonder because I was discovering what I call this underworld of social media and bloggers and writers and and entrepreneurs who are creating their lives online and uh, creating a life that they love. So that was the initial journey. And I'm just going to turn it over to you to see where you would like me to take this next. Oh, thank you so much, Farnoosh. I can so relate to what you just said that, you know, when you're feeling bored and frustrated, the easiest thing for most of us to do is look for a distraction. But I was expecting you to say something like binge Netflix or, (laughs) you know, uh, one of those things that is extremely unproductive and doesn't lead to anything ambitious and and wise woman that you are, (laughs) you started a new hobby as a distraction. Tell us a bit about this blog and how Mm -hmm. it opened doors for you. Sure. Um, Just to give you, thank you for that, for the kind words, but I actually started many hobbies. So (laughs) it sounds really focused in hindsight, but I didn't give you the whole picture. You know, I was also (laughs) dancing Argentine tango and taking yoga and doing scrapbooking. And I started traveling with my husband. So, I mean, I, I did everything in order to fulfill myself. And the thing that took hold and drew my interest beyond just this is a fun hobby was the writing. So in a way, if we were to draw a lesson from that is to explore. This is something I tell my clients all the time when they don't know where they want to go, but something is not feeling right to explore. So, um, so going to your question, how did writing, how did the blog take hold and grow? Is that right? Is that, Mm -hmm. that? okay. So 
again, it was a process. I, I wasn't, so here is how I would say it. I wasn't really, um, uh, pursuing a goal with my blog. It was just for the sake of blogging. So at the time that I was blogging, it was about what is a blog? What can I do? How fun this is? Who else is doing what? What can I write about? Can I even write? I mean, I was an engineer and a project manager. Do I even have a creative, uh, gene in my body to write? blog posts that are completely individual and authentic or should be at least. So that it was a discovery phase. And I really believe when you approach anything with that, with this heart full of curiosity, it leads to wonderful outcomes. Um, it's good to be goal oriented as well, but at the time I didn't have the goal. And so I happened to love creating a lot. That's where the prolific living name came. Mm. And I started to write, gosh, I was running three individual blogs, but I consolidated them under prolific living. And I was just writing and, and, and guest posting for other bloggers and getting to know how to promote my blogs on social media, again, just for the sake of blogging and spreading the word and, and creating um, a, a, a community, a following. So it was a very organic at first, very fun, and um, just it, it was satiating a hunger inside me. There was no business idea around it. Um, if you look at my initial blogs, which I don't recommend, but if you do, you can <laughs> see there is just a, you know, there's no f- pattern. I was just having fun with it. There was a turning point, which may be worth sharing in that once I wrote a blog that was purely based on my personal development experiment, I don't remember what it was at the time, uh, around habits and, and how you can break a bad habit and start a good habit. And I had particularly um, a high number of views and readers and comments on that. And it was a very different style than what I had been doing. So I started to write in that style, translating my life lessons, my journey, my adventures into writing bites for my readers. And it taught me a lot about the style of writing and connecting with a reader and, and creating my own writing voice and really taking this a lot more seriously, but again, just for the sake of blogging and becoming a better writer, not for creating the platform of a business, which it later turned into. Sounds like a classic story of passion to profits there. But before we dig further, thank you so much for being transparent and saying that it wasn't like one day you started something different, something new, and bang, that was your calling. You actually explored a bunch of things like dancing and yoga and writing and traveling. And through that exploration, you discovered something that became your next big thing. Are you still working in your job while you're exploring new hobbies? I was. I absolutely was. But I had also made a transition there in that I had... um, stepped back from being that driven, ambitious corporate woman. I no longer wanted to go to the top. I no longer had any career aspirations at my company. So in my mind, I turned my career into a job. It was only to sustain me until I figure out where I'm going to do. What I did know is that I am no longer going to pursue this. So this, the career I was in, was not the answer That was really good because when you can rule out things that are not, 
an option, then you have some clarity. Uh, and so uh, I didn't know what was the path, but I knew that there was something in the writing, something in this exploration. So it was um, it was a shift. And so because I did that, I also intentionally worked less. You know, mm-hmm. I have work ethics, so I delivered. Mm-hmm. I, I you know I did what I had to deliver, but I didn't go above and beyond. I didn't attend company uh, meetings or social events. I mean, I I took a step back and you have to make that uh, intentional decision because your energy needs to be focused as much as possible when you're keeping a job and building a side hustle or a hobby, you you need to um, have some energy and focus left for the, um, for the other thing. So um, it is an intentional decision. And it was one of the best decisions I made because it led to my exit eventually. I love how methodical you were about it. You're very successful in your corporate career, but feeling, you know, a little bored. So you start exploring things. And as you discover something that you're starting to enjoy, you're thinking maybe, maybe this could be the next big thing. Maybe not, but it's worth exploring. But what I've discovered now is for sure that what I'm doing right now in this corporate world, this is not it. Because you haven't fully locked down what your next thing is going to be. You stay in your job and you just step back a little. Give yourself room Mm -hmm. to explore yourself. I love that. I mean, there are so many lessons to be learned from what you've just said for anyone who finds themselves in a job that they're not passionate about and they're dreaming of an exit strategy or dreaming of starting a new. So Farnoosh, tell us, as you start exploring and giving yourself more time and focus for your new ventures, mm-hmm. um, was there a turning point when you knew, okay, I'm going to go all in mm-hmm. now? There was, there was, and my husband likes to take credit for this. It was um, summer 2010, and um, my husband loves Las Vegas, and so any excuse to go back there. And uh, there was Blog World 2010 happening in Las Vegas in October, so he called it Blogopalooza, <laughs> and um, and he's like, "You're going. You just absolutely are going." And I'm like, "No, I'm not. I'm just a little blogger." And it turns out that some of the best friends. I was making online, which is amazing. That whole relationships that you build online become such wonderful friends. They happen to be going from all over the world. That I think is the best event blog world ever put out. It was magical. And that was my turning point. That was truly the the moment. And it was around the the talk with um, uh, Darren Rouse and a few others, um, Brian Clark and... um, maybe Sonia Simone as well. They were on stage, they were sharing their stories and something switched, something clicked in me. And I said, well, if they can do it, (laughs) why not me? So I had never given myself enough confidence or courage to even think that. And that was October, 2010. And I quit my job May, 2011. So six months later. So, yeah. Now, I I will uh, also be transparent in that I did not replace my six-figure income in those six months. In fact, I had very little income streams by the time I quit. It was a mutual decision my husband and I made to go to the half of our household income to take a risk and to count and and, and, um, uh, believe in me to make something of this. And to know that 
later in life, we will not look back and regret not taking this chance. And that's the best decision we ever made. I love how you say that it was the best decision you made. And it reminds me of something I was reading. Tony Robbins said something along the lines, transformations all start with a committed decision. There you are at Blog World 2010. You've now got the inspiration and the confidence to, you know, turn your blog into something bigger. It took you six months before you quit. So tell us a little bit about your planning or whatever it is that you were doing for those six months before you quit your job? A big part of it, Sumbul, was mindset. And I talk about this a lot because it's so powerful and, and I've nurtured and cultivated the right mindset uh, over the years. And, and I couldn't even relate to this word way back when. But at the time, I had the mindset that... Um, um, gosh, I just lost my train of thought. Um, uh, oh, yes. The mindset was I need to look at my hobby as a as a side hustle, as a, as a business, as something more than just a hobby. That was the mind shift. So it's still the same thing, but that made me treated differently. So when you treat something differently, it becomes more important to you. It becomes more of a priority. And so I started to think, okay, how do I turn this blog into a viable business? And um, the first thing I did was to create my first newsletter. I started to think about my first free offer online and my first product. And I started to learn about online business, how to create an online business. So I started to educate myself, insanely educate myself. I could read everything. I was signing up for programs and products and entering mastermind groups and just consuming, devouring day and night information that would make, that would change the way I thought about having a job, salary, income, creating income streams, just shift my mindset because we all have a mindset. And um, I think that was the best investment. So I was making a lot of internal shifts, um, a lot of changes in how I value, where, where I place value, where I place, um, uh, where, where I, I want to grow myself as a person, what kind of life I want to create, what are my values, things that seem so uh, practical and sensible today that I never thought about even as an adult back then. And uh, those are some great questions that led to some big self-discoveries. So then as I was thinking about, okay, maybe there's a different way than having a job and creating an income. And I was also starting to share some of this with my family. That was where, you know, there was a lot of clash because um, the, the traditional way of looking at this, and there's nothing wrong with it, except I don't believe in it anymore, is that having a job is safe and secure and having a business is risky and crazy. And if you really think about it in a logical sense, and you look at the statistics of the world, you will see that having a job is actually the riskiest venture in your life. Because some stranger out there in some boardroom can just cross out your name on some spreadsheet, and then you're obsolete, with maybe a two week notice. They control your entire income stream if your salary is your entire income. Now, if that's not risky to you, I don't know, but it sounds pretty risky to me when I thought about it that way, right? Whereas a business, you control what happens in your business. You are your own boss. You can create one income stream or 
um, I started to create up to 20 income streams just to be safe. And some of them don't take, some of them do, but you are in charge. You decide what to do today, tomorrow for your future. And to me, depending on yourself is a lot more secure. It's a lot more fun and um, it's, um, it's a better way to live. So those are some of the more internal mindset shifts. And um, it was solidifying my decision to move on from a job that used to be my identity. It used to be everything I wanted, plus a very comfortable, wonderful salary and stock options and bonuses and travel. And I mean, I had it made. So um, it was... Um, it was a non-negotiable when I, once I realized that's, that's where I want to build my life and create the direction. I, I knew what I had to do. I didn't know when I'm going to quit though. And, um, I, I, there were a set of circumstances and we don't have to get into it, but it was basically my company putting me between a rock and a hard place. And, um, it came down to really my, my morals and I was put on a project. I didn't want to do it. I had no choice. So I resigned on the spot, um, March, and then I, uh, you know, I stayed on till May and I moved on. It was probably a blessing in disguise there, isn't it? <laughs> oh, of course, of course it is. Of course it is. At the time, again, I still didn't have a fully formed business plan, uh, but it has worked out just fine. And I think, you know, it, sometimes... I mean, it depends. Sometimes you want to have more foresight, more planning, depending on your risk tolerance. And sometimes your job is affecting, affecting your physical and mental well-being to the point that if you continue there in order to collect three more paychecks or whatever, it's actually hazardous to your long-term future. Then if you quit now and give yourself time as long as you have some cushion to see you through and figure things out. This mindset shift that you had, was there a coach you were working with or an online program that you invested in that was quite instrumental in helping you with that process? You know, at the time, I can only say that I was consuming so much information. Um, I think some of it was the conference. I did not have a coach. That's one of my regrets where I didn't hire my own coaches and mentors soon enough in my process. So that was another mindset shift. When I said I'm still cultivating my mindset, I wasn't kidding. You know, six years into the business or five, I still am growing as a professional. So at the time, I didn't think I was worthy enough or I needed enough help to hire a coach, but I was consuming a lot of information. I can probably give you resources, but it wasn't one thing. It was the accumulation mm -hmm. of the people I was surrounding myself with, the things I was reading and the way I was just thinking about it and bringing old concepts to inquiry. Like having a job is safe. Is that really true? Um, I want to become a vice president. Uh, do I really want to become a vice president in this company? Is that re really the life I want? And it was fascinating to see that I wanted something different and that is okay to want something different at a different stage in your life and not to be held back by a goal you set for yourself when you were 18 years old. So mm -hmm. giving yourself the permission to change and then to be able to respond to that change 
today for who you are today and who you want to become tomorrow. When you have invested a lot of time and money in a first career, right? You go to university and say you've, you, like for you, it was eight or nine years and in your first career. Did you experience any guilt, um, you know, with the decision of yeah. quitting it? Did I experience any guilt? Um, guilt was super glued to my body. I think I'm still scraping <laughs> off the remaining parts. Um, yes. I mean, I grew up with a culture that is, I hope my parents don't listen to this. I love them to pieces. But our Persian culture thrives on guilting and shaming your children to do things or not do things. So it becomes part of your DNA. And so, yes, I felt guilty. I mean, I have two electrical engineering degrees. I had every certification in the technical world uh, and I was just going to throw it all away and say, you know what? I just don't feel like doing this anymore. I mean, it sounds irresponsible, right? And those are the mm. words my brothers used. However, however, my dear, you get to a point in your life where you just don't give a damn. Okay. And you want to do what your heart desires. And I am a very savvy financial person. You know, my comfort mm. and my finances are important to me. I wasn't just going to become a hippie and, and, you know, hope that my art sells. Um, I was going to create a thriving business one way or another, but it was going to be different because I realized what I had done up to that point in my life. So I was in my mid thirties when I quit up to that point, I had done things I didn't love. I was very good at them, but I didn't love them. And that's a whole conversation we had with our mastermind where, where we talk about the zone of genius. So I had lived in my zone of excellence where I thrived at it. Of course I was good at it, but I wasn't passionate about it. And so I was determined to find something that I was passionate about. And so when you get to that point and you're determined, then yes, the guilt is there. The fear is there. The insecurities are there, but something bigger is there that pushes them back and you continue to do what you know you need to do. Does that make sense? That makes so much sense to me. I want to get back into a little bit of the nitty gritties of your journey there. So you quit your job and you talked a little bit about being very methodical about it, like you and your husband discussed reducing your expenses and things like that. Very practical. No matter how much planning we do in, in life, life happens, right? Tell us the key milestones in your journey from that point when you quit your job mm -hmm to where you are today and really tell us a little bit about the struggles in the early days. Quit in May 2011. At the time, I had also launched my first product, which bombed completely. <laughs> it might have made a thousand dollars, but that's about it. And so um, I was like, you know, what now? And I had to start exploring. So that summer, I put out another product, I wrote a book, I went to give a talk, I was determined to try different things to see which, what I want to do first in my business. I didn't even know at the time whether I want to grow a product based business or a, a professional services based business or a combination this is the way I, I kind of like help people think through their businesses. I didn't really know at the time. So I was exploring different things and I was creating small income streams. I was also mm -hmm. doing some coaching. It, it had organically come together. So I was working with individuals, private coaching capacity, helping them figure out things, whether in their careers or in their uh, online businesses at the early stages. And, um, and then by fall of that year, I created my first, what I call my first signature course, 
which to this day I offer, I sell, I have students. And that's, that was my smart exit blueprint, which was a structured program on how to go through these steps of exiting the wrong job and creating the right life for yourself. Um, and so that was the first, um, official big offering with my, um, with my business along with group coaching and private coaching on that. And at the same time, I was also blogging and I was doing a lot of self-improvements on myself and I had stumbled, stumbled upon juicing green juicing, which happens to be a wonderful segue into an accidental niche, which led to a best-selling Kindle book, which brought in several thousand dollars a month for several months, just one Kindle book on the Amazon store, which led to some publishing uh, opportunities with a traditional publishing house out of New York, where I published two books with them and it created a side business for me. So the exploration on the other side was continuing as I was building more of the business career side of my business. And, um, and so, and through all this, I was learning and growing. What do I want to do? What kind of people do I want to attract? My blog was growing. My list is growing. I'm working full time on my business right now. My brother was helping me part time and he moved on and my husband got involved in the technical aspect of the business. And one thing I can tell you is that from the beginning, even though I didn't have like a formal business plan, etc., I was taking the business seriously. So I was investing in uh, equipment. Uh, I had started podcasting, uh, the best hosting I could get for my blog, uh, everything that I needed. You know, I, I wasn't skimping on that. And I think that helped because that gave the professional look that I, I believe your business needs when you take it seriously, then others take it seriously. Um, and things started to pick up for us when the coaching picked up on one side and also uh, the book sales were picking up on the other side. And so, um, the you know, it was a starting to feel and look like a real business. Um, I was doing a lot of different things also. I was also creating more smaller programs, uh, more online downloadable products uh, and doing some speaking. And like I mentioned to you, the podcast was taking a life of its own and I don't podcast anymore. That was a two-year project. So... It was coming together to the point where 18 months after I quit, I hired my husband out of his job and we both became full-time entrepreneurs. Farnoosh, you sound like someone who has never been mediocre at anything in her life. <laughs> at cooking, I am mediocre at... You juggled a gazillion things. You explore so many things. Some bombed, like you said. Yeah. But when you work so hard, so diligently, persistently, and try so many new things, you're bound to discover something that works. And you're podcasting, you're writing, you're blogging, you're, you're coaching. There's this juice thing that you're doing. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. It sounds to me like within a year, some serious stuff happened in your business. Right, right. Yes, it was good. The first year was, was actually the first year was difficult. I would say the year that followed, the nine months to a year that followed, things were picking up. So by slow, I mean, and this is what we experiment, right? When you first start something, you need to give it time. You need to be patient. You need to explore and you're planting seeds, and it's a very um, hard process for those of us who are very impatient and driven and we want results now. 
So I, I had, you know, lots of bouts of frustration and some doubts and what am I going to do? So there was a lot of that happening, even though I was producing a lot on the outside. Uh, but um, over the, f- the first two years were really good foundation. And now that I look back, you know, that was necessary to build the momentum that then, you know, l- creates a six figure gr- growing business and sustains your lifestyle and um, is, you know, um, uh, a viable way to live. Paint us a picture of your life today. Today. Okay, sure. So um, like you said earlier in my introduction, my husband and I love traveling. We might slow down, uh, but we generally take four to five international trips a year. I do work during those trips. Some of them are business related. Some of them are fun. Um, Going up to Montreal next week for a five-day yoga workshop. So, you know, I've put my coaching clients on hold. I have arranged everything to where I will be dedicated to this passion, my yoga passion and work around it when I come back. So, um, so, you know, while I'm at home, um, I practice a couple of hours of yoga a day. That's really important to me. And I am so glad that I am able to do that, but I really created my lifestyle in such a way that I can do that, you know? And, um, and I think that's important because your life isn't just your work, even though you love your work, it's all of you. So you need to nurture your body and your soul and your mind. Um, I do work a few hours a day. Um, uh, and I'm actually having a little bit of a slower time, the summertime. And so I'm spending more time with my family and kind of figuring things out for the next stage. I am working with my uh, coach. We've been working for well over a year together. I am very active with my mastermind. I think is critical to surround yourself with enough of a support system to where you celebrate your victories and also have support in your down days. Um, so right now, you know, there's a couple of projects. My husband and I work on those and um, I have a very balanced uh, lifestyle. I don't work 12 hour days. I could, and I could probably double my business if I did, but I really don't want to at this stage. I'm just making sure my health is uh, a priority, our travels, uh, family time, and my clients, my current clients that I have. They're my top priority. So that's my current, like today and this week's, um, you know, sort of a glimpse. Um, And uh, like I said, I do love to travel, but it does take you away from the business. So um, a couple of people in my mastermind, they don't travel, but they're constantly working on their business. And I admit they are, their businesses are bigger than mine, but that's their priority. And for me right now, this is my priority. Thank you so much for being so transparent with sharing your story. And that's a wrap for this segment. Don't forget to tune in on Wednesday for part two of my conversation with Farnoosh Brock when she puts her coaching hat on and coaches you on how to start anew with clarity and confidence.